Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post, live from Tier 1. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. Hello. How are you? Um, locked down. What tier are you in? Just, just two. Just casual two. Yeah, I, I don't... So, I, went, I, went out for, I went out for dinner yesterday, don't worry. But it was outdoors, and it did, I did require a substantial meal to have a pint. But I, I did it. I don't know whether I should gloat about this too much because I can see it's probably going into tier two come the new year when people come down here for Christmas. Um, my dad got diagnosed today. I'll send him down to go and cough on all oh, of your letterboxes. <laughs> yeah. Is he okay? He's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got Jesse. Hello from Orange Zone. That's what we have. <laughs> you have. You have. Oh, that's We've so zones. much better. Yeah, You're colored. in orange zone. Is red zone the worst? And it's actually because we, we don't understand numbers. We don't even have <laughs> metrics, so they just have to make it pure colors for us. Very dumb. So explain the zones. Um, we have yellow, orange, and red. And, yeah. and is, that, is that a federal thing or a New York State thing? Um, we Please, we can't do federal. Some of us don't even believe in wearing masks, Adam. So it's a New York State thing. <laughs> yes. Um, Emma, how are you? Well, I'm in triple lockdown. Ooh, that. <laughs> but this is just a term that you've made up. I mean, it isn't. <laughs> if you didn't have your pretend government, would you only be in a double lockdown? No, I'd just be in a single lockdown if I didn't have my pretend government. Ah, I'd just have national lockdown. I wouldn't have weekend curfew and regional curfew. Yeah. Those Franco fans in Madrid are sticking their uh, middle finger up at you as they walk around. It's what Jeff Denny Sebastian. As, as they dance on the streets on Saturdays. Sebastian's <laughs> 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 volunteers to go and lick everybody that he walks but past. It's okay because they're going to die and <laughs> I'm not. So. <laughs> You're playing the long game on this, are you? <laughs> really am, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. It's like the. Um, it's like the, uh, the, the, the Jurassic Park thing, but adjusted, isn't it? It's like. Um, man invents COVID. COVID kills <laughs> kills man. <laughs> Catalans inherit Spain. That's exactly it. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to talk about the Champions League this week. Bits and bobs news. Uh, leagues around Europe and the Premier League as well. So we're going to start uh, on Tuesday night. Group D: Liverpool one, Ajax nil. Um, Liverpool, the little team that could, as they make uh, all sorts of errors. So, uh, er- uh, changes. Sorry, uh, they got Callum oh. goal. Is that uh, Freudian? It was Freudian. Oh, no, I was reading the word error on here. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, there wasn't Freudian. Uh, Curtis James started, Nico Williams started, uh, Kelleher started in goal. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his first name uh, without sounding hugely offensive to our Irish listeners. Uh, and Curtis James got the only goal from a Nico Williams cross as um, 
as an, as there was an error by Awana in the uh, in the Ajax goal who basically left it thinking the ball was going out of play and didn't realise Curtis Jones was there to tap in. Um, has anyone seen the highlights to this or am I going to do a monologue? You can just we can just all be happy that Jurgen was able to play different players so they're not also tired. Well, he made of his five substitutes, he made two on the 68th and 90th minute. So presumably everyone will be um, all knackered for the weekend. Is Jurgen going to be cranky that this one was on a Tuesday? Well, it was Des Kelly's fault. Mm. Poor Des Kelly. I like Des Kelly. Yeah, I, I like him even more now. <laughs> Des... <laughs> Des Kelly was a journalist who years ago got out of uh, Andy Murray that he was going to cheer for every team that England played at the World Cup and that's where all the whole anti-English thing for Andy Murray came from that was back in 2006 he said he was going to wear like a he was going to play Ecuador Ecuador or Panama or someone wasn't it in 2006 Ecuador Ecuador yeah Andy Murray said he was going to wear a sort of cheer for every team that England played against um and for years, Des Kelly has had to sort of say, no, he was joking. Because it was like a double thing he was doing with Tim Henman as well. I think and that's that... why Andy Murray's a great man. <laughs> I also like that Andy Murray is, has such a beautifully sardonic sense of humour that you just, you can't tell sometimes, <laughs> which is part of what makes it so great. And he's a really like sense... advocate for I, equality. I'm yeah. not sure I call it a sense of humour. What I call it is an, inc- an incredible attention to detail to deadpan. It's so <laughs> or... A very dour Scotsman. One of the two. <laughs> uh, Liverpool guaranteed a top spot finish in the group with this. Um, Kelleher started because Alisson out is for probably the next sort of two weeks or so. They make a very good save from Jan Klaas Huntler, um, who I've forgotten was still a professional footballer. Uh, he must be older than all you guys, surely. There are so many of those that popped up this week. Later, when we won't piss off Ross, can we make a list and start with... Olivier Giroud and end with Jan Klaus Wendler maybe? We can. Of like, How could of you like, possibly oh, have forgotten that Giroud still plays? I think because he's been playing forever. Uh, and... You just see him on the bench looking terrifically handsome. I think it's because he gets you talked about He talk, gets talked about every week in this country. <laughs> I would argue It's like Pucci. Why, where's Giroud? Why isn't Giroud playing? We should play Giroud. Oh, maybe. Yeah, no. I, he just... There have been so many of them in the past, like maybe week, week and a half of like you're still playing. You? I, I call it the Walcott effect. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chelsea would never make it to the fireworks factory. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. And I still, I, I just, with Olivier Giroud, I cannot figure out if he's actually handsome, if it's the beard that makes him not. I just don't know. I would he say we've come to the group, me. but Chris isn't, isn't. Chris has had his credentials removed after the discussions <laughs> we had in previous weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. I've got a friend who looks a little bit like Olivier Giroud and Harry Maguire at the same time. Uh, what? Yeah. It might what work percentage you, it might of what? I, can't... I reckon he's about 70% Harry Maguire and about 30% Olivier Giroud. That's I the wrong way around. I don't think that's enough Giroud. <laughs> Does he listen to this? Should we not keep going on this because i don't i'm not sure where this is going to take us. I don't think he does, but you know, he's greener at underscore 16 on Twitter if you want to tell him how handsome he is. Look at this. I'm not sure how that could pan out. This seems like one of those like face meld apps. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, whoa. Um, well, Liverpool well got... you could just sit there and play with the percentages and, to, <laughs> and work out where you need to Yeah, you're like, oh, too much too much, yep. Uh, Liverpool four clean sheets in five Champions League games. Um, and in the other game, 
Atalanta relied on a late equaliser to uh, draw 1-1 with uh, Michelin. So Liverpool is top on 12 points. Uh, then it's Atalanta on 8 and then Ajax on 7. Uh, so that's second place is still to play for uh, in the last uh, last round of fixtures. And then Michelin on 1 point. Uh, Group C, Porto nil, Manchester City nil. Um, Gabriel Jesus' goal given for offside. I'm not entirely sure why. Has anyone seen this goal at all that was chalked off? No. Yeah, I did. Oh, you're sorry. Okay, uh, why, why do you think it was given off? Yeah, given, I think he was given offside, wasn't he, for a, a being offside earlier in the move? He was. Well, he was given offside for being offside, which is usually how that. Feels like feels like that probably should have been why the goal was disallowed then. Oh, no. offside for being offside. He was offside, but then he probably came... wasn't a goal. He was offside, but then from what I remember, he came back into he came back into an onside position and was onside when the ball was crossed. Am I was that right? Yeah, I, and I, I was not sure. They showed this like a million times from a lot of different angles um, on Tudun, which is our network. Um, and in, in like a good third of them, I thought, yep, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. When the ball went through to him, he was offside and the other ones, um, I couldn't tell. So I think this was just a matter of like the referee, you know, made the call and that's how it worked and okay. But I, I truly could not figure it out. Um, when the ball was passed to him, it was like such a kooky, difficult angle to figure out. And I think part of it was the way that he himself was leaning, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like he was at such a stretch um, that the who was it who was playing him on or potentially playing him on? It was a Portuguese player. Of okay. some repute. B- uh, thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's entirely unhelpful. Uh, that feels very much like a gamble as well. It they, does, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they were like the angles of their bodies, the way that um, that they were playing each other. There was no real easy way to figure out the the moment that the ball was played. The angles of their two bodies. It was like a very geometrically different difficult um way and i i truly said to my father like oh i'm so glad i'm not a ref because that that was just it was hard yeah hold on i'm watching it now who was it adam i'm hold on so he's offside there el portuguese right so that's what it was it was like you're offside you're offside you're offside and oh hold on it's because it's because it wasn't it wasn't um gabriel jesus who was given offside though it was whoever was playing, whoever's off, whoever gets the ball out wide and then crosses it in is offside. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Is that is that um is that Torres? I couldn't tell, but whoever crosses it in was offside. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Um, Augustine. Uh, this is not the last time this podcast. I'm going to mispronounce names of Spanish origin. Uh, Argentine goalkeeper uh, Augustine M. Emma. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Agustin Marquezin. God, okay. Was that okay? It was not, not bad. Okay. It's not the worst. <laughs> uh, he made three excellent saves in the Porto goal. Um, and uh, Ruben Diaz did a magnificent clearing off of the Porto line. So all he had to do was sort of tap the ball in, but he managed to clear it off of the Porto line. So, um, was he a man on the post? Quite literally a man on the post. Yeah. Uh, so that finished 0-0. Also in that group, um, Marseille beat Olympiacos 2-1. Uh, 
so is Manchester City top on 13 points, Porto 10, uh, Olympiacos on 3 points, and strangely Marseille, who have been atrocious all through the Champions League group so far, are still on the chance of qualifying for the Europa League, as they're also on 3 points. Uh, finally, Tuesday night, it was Atletico Madrid 1, Bayern 1. Uh, late Thomas won a penalty. That helped a much change Bayern Munich team. Um, Bayern included two 17-year-olds, including one of them as an Englishman, uh, Jamal uh, Mustala, I think. I forget that. But How is this the same Bayern team that, like, I'm sorry, Emma, but, like, <laughs> just dismantled Barcelona? I don't... Not many of those... Plays and it quite literally started. wasn't the same by yeah. <laughs> There was huge um, changes. Yeah. Yeah, there was quite a few there. Had, there were quite a few that weren't playing from that Barcelona game to this game. I mean, the, the, the team that started the other day probably would have still beaten Barcelona 18, but there you go. Uh, they did. Leroy Sané, this is a good... I mean, it's like a machine of a team and Atletico are without, you know, some very crucial key players. Um, just saying. <laughs> Are they your quiet? You know, there's just a little money on there. Um, <laughs> and they got lucky with that penalty. <laughs> yeah, they did, didn't they? They did. Uh, Lecomotive 1, RB Salzburg uh, 3 in the other game in that group. That game was probably the most memorable for um, when Lecomotive Moscow pulled a goal back to make it 2-1. The Salzburg goalkeeper lying on the ground smothering the ball in the goal as he was sort of being pounded by two attackers trying to get the ball back off him that was rather good fun to watch so uh, Bayern are on top of that group on 13 points Atletico Madrid uh, are on 6 points in 2nd place then Salzburg 4 Lokomotiv 3 any of those 3 groups uh, teams could grab the 2nd place because uh, Atletico Madrid in 6 points and Lokomotiv Moscow on 3 points both have a minus 3 goal difference um, and finally, on Tuesday night, Emma uh, flying the flag for Iberia was uh, Shakhtar to Real Madrid nil. They did real good, didn't they, flying the flag? <laughs> 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 yeah. What's the reaction to this been then in Spain? Oh, Zidane is on the thinnest of ice. Yeah. yeah. He's not. He's not just on the thinnest of ice. He's on. He's on ice that isn't really there, but. <laughs> Yeah, he's like that... one of those polar bears that you see in the Arctic trying to scramble on <laughs> to a bit of ice. It's, it's... They lose at the weekend. He's probably done. <laughs> Emma, who Flor- they... Florentino's told everyone there's no ice there, but he's <laughs> Zidane's the only one who's... He's like, if I believe it to be true, it'll be... <laughs> well, he said he wasn't going to resign, doesn't he? Which is obviously a sign of a man... That. Yeah, that's obviously a sign of a man who's about <laughs> to get sacked. <laughs> the, sign, the sign of a man who very clearly knows how much his payoff is worth. <laughs> Listen, he just wants to headbutt somebody before he goes. Let him be. <laughs> and Gareth Bale's right already left. <laughs> um, both goals are absolutely terrible defending. The first one was awful by Rafa Varane as he left it for... Uh, Dent- well, he sort of left it for another defender who left it for him and Courtois left it for the pair of them. And the only person that didn't leave it was Dentino who sort of tapped in to, to score. Uh, and then Lucas Vasquez for the second goal. Um, he sort of backed off and backed off allowing Solomon to shoot and score four errors leading to goals in the Champions League since the start of last season for Rafa Varane that's the most of any player um, I thought he was sort of this impenetrable fortress Emma Varane uh, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally in that group is uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach 2 Inter Milan 3 2 Romelu Lukaku goals uh, player was denied a, a third goal and a hat-trick for uh, Gladbach which would give them a point after a VAR review, I think it was um, uh, Marcus Tramp that was sort of 
jumping out the way of the ball and blocking off uh, Handamovic's view. So, um, Borussia Mönchengladbach are top of that group. I think they could have qualified uh, if they'd won that game. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk on seven, Real Madrid on seven, Inter Milan... Oh, sorry, Shakhtar Donetsk on seven, Real Madrid seven, Inter are on five points. Um, Adam, is this where you're 15 of the 16 teams you always say will be due to qualify? Won't be qualifying. It's a problem, I'm not going to lie. Yeah? (laughs) But was it worth having these, like, 80, 100 games for this? (laughs) And um, even even more so, it'll actually ruin. It actually, what it will then do is just ruin later on because then whoever plays against um, Munch and Gladbach is a is basically got a buy. No, Munch and Gladbach aren't through. No, no, but they're going to be probably. No, they're only a point ahead of third place. They're on ten points. They're on eight. Said. No, but just because it's on. Okay, well. <laughs> Like, whichever one of these teams that isn't Real Madrid and Inter Milan are basically going to be a bye for her, their opponent in the next round. Okay. Wednesday night, Group H. Manchester United 1, PSG 3. Um, Neymar there, Marquinhos, and then a really, really nice Neymar goal at the end. Uh, this is some real spoiler alerts because I'm watching the highlights right now and it's only just scored to make it 2-1. <laughs> oh, have they? Okay. Uh, if you could say spoiler alert next time. Yeah, spoiler alert, uh, 24 hours yeah. ago. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Marcus Rashford with a deflected goal. Um, Fred, should we talk about Fred's red card or should we should talk about the goals? Can we, talk about how Fred, can we first talk about how Fred didn't get a red card? Yes, okay, so... Jesse, you, you look quite vexed on this. <laughs> it just was... Everything about it was stupid. Like, Fred was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um... Oligon Solskjaer was stupid for not substituting Fred. Is stupid. It was mm-hmm. stupid that he didn't get everything. Was oh, yep. Fred's just got red carded? That was Fred, a... whoa! <laughs> what a shocker! Um, yep, stupid, 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 stupid. I... stupid. Yep, there you go. It's my three-word <laughs> match review. Um, Emma, somebody tweeted that is uh, for a for a. Um... Super sub. Uh, it's a bit strange that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't know when to bring off his player on a yellow card. <laughs> oh, that's mean. I mean, Solskjaer's, true. Solskjaer's goal wasn't uh, um, game wasn't built around anything to do with yellow cards, though, was it? No, this is true. That's true. Yeah. Um, from all reports I've heard about this game, Manchester United were absolute dross. But I've seen at one they definitely could have been like three one up in this game. Who United? So yeah, yeah. Martial had two very good, had two chances from sort of like almost twelve yards out. Cavani, and as one of those, that was was after Cavani hit the bar from chipping the goalkeeper. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it, was aiming, part, it was aiming for the bottom favorite, corner. <laughs> my favorite. I'm not going to make fun of that, Jesse. I'm not going to rise to it. Oh, I was going to. What I will say is, what I really did enjoy was after when Cavani then gets the ball, as it goes out wide, and he just touches it out for a goal kick. <laughs> I was watching this on the BT Goal Show, so yeah, um, Martial did sort of smash an easy one over the bar. Um, Apparently, Neymar was very, very good in the whole game. He was. Yeah. He was excellent. It was very good. That's uh, the man who just admitted that he watched it on the Goal Show. <laughs> yeah, but they don't just show the goals; they show all sorts of bits through the game. Uh, through, through the game, they don't just show the actual goals. You get an impression of how a person is playing. I mean, also as well, he's quite sort of standouty with his sort of bleach blonde haircut. So you can yeah. pick him off. 
does help, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you can tell him apart from Kayla Navas. I'm also watching Harry Maguire fall over and maybe try and make himself as small as he possibly can on the line. <laughs> oh, for the third goal. <laughs> an, interest, an interesting approach. <laughs> yeah. Um, Manchester United have lost four at home in all competitions this season. Um, that's quite worrying, isn't it? I and mean, they've got this excellent away record in the Premier League, but that's going to catch up them at some point, isn't it? It's four a lot. It is when you're only, what will we be, that eight, nine games into the Premier League? They've only won yeah, once at home. They're also they're also like eighteenth in the table, like fifteenth in the table. It's kind of par for the course for form down there, isn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Um, Fred is the forty ninth different Brazilian to get a red card in the Champions League. Jesse, um, name them all. Right. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be that cruel. Uh, that's the second most running nation after France, who got fifty five. Can you name all the French ones? 55 of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I can. <laughs> I, Zidane. I can. <laughs> you won't do it, but I'll ask you, yeah. <laughs> um, Manchester United are still top of that group, and they can still qualify with a point at Red Bull uh, Leipzig next week. Um, the other game in that group, it was Istanbul, Basekashir 3, uh, RB Leipzig 4. Um, this was quite an entertaining game. Um, Kavici hat-trick for... Uh, Istanbul, including a 85th minute free kick equaliser, which I think maybe they thought had done the job. Uh, then Crystal Palace legend Alexander Thought saw off with a 92nd minute winner, so that group is still quite tight. So Manchester United and PSG and RB have all got nine points, and Istanbul have got three. Um, move on to the other English team on Wednesday night, Sevilla nil, uh, Chelsea four, four goals for Olivier Giroud, Jesse. Who? Who? <laughs> Football's forgotten man. Right? I mean, look, Ryan deserves nice things. Does he? Does he? He does. <laughs> he does. Um, yeah, uh, this is quite strange for Frank Lampard. I mean, Frank Lampard called yeah. him the, a, a, a quote unquote ultimate professional, but from he's under tremendous pressure now to pick Giroud, I guess, isn't he? I mean, if he can play two games a week, well. I don't know. Is he under a, is he under pressure to pick Giroud as much as he's under pressure to win and do those two things? Are those two things sort of? Chelsea are winning. Really? Chelsea are winning games with Tony Abraham up front still, right? Yeah. Mm. Well. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a true question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma, what would you do if you were Frank Lampard this weekend? Would you stick with Tammy Abraham or would you? Uh... Yeah. Stick with Olivier Giroud. I'd play him. Who's him? I gave you two names there. I'd play Giroud. Okay. Fair enough. Giroud has now scored more goals in Spain than Eden Hazard. Has he? Yep. He did that yesterday by scoring all of the goals. <laughs> I mean, he he shouldn't be playing for Chelsea again after his attempted knee slide to celebrate the second goal. <laughs> Should just be a straight ban. <laughs> uh, he's the first Chelsea player to score four goals since Frank Lampard in 2010. But as a quiz, he's the second player to score a Champions League hat trick for two English teams since. Da, da, da. God, I hate quizzes. Is that Percy? Correct. Well, you said one English... of them, but no. no. Adam. Did you say English player? No, English, quizzes, te- English team. Any play, uh, any nationality, but for an English team. I'll give you. 
Was Van Persie not the answer? No, he's English, this person. So, is yeah. it? What? I'm really Wait, you said English, but then you said any nationality. Yeah, it was any nationality. It was any nationality, but it just happens... But he was also English. English? Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> Are we going to have a blooper reel? Because we really <laughs> should. <laughs> Shall I give you the teams and see if you can guess the player? Yes. Uh, Liverpool and Manchester United. He scored a hat-trick for Liverpool. Michael Owen. Michael Owen. Michael Owen. Um, yeah, it was easy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> English, same nationality. Any nationality. It's, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bada-bing, bang Bada-bing, boom, boom. Uh, right. Other game in that group was Krasnodar 1, Ren 0. Uh, my tip for Champions League glory this year, Ren. Uh, or to get out of the group, at least. Uh, Chelsea top on 13 points and Sevilla 10. Krasnodar 4 and Ren 1. Uh, group F, Dortmund won, Lazio won, uh, Guerra and Immobile scored. Um, Erling Haaland is out till the New Year's, done his hamstringing. Other game in that group was Brew 3, Zenit Neil. Just could drop that there like it's no big deal. What? <laughs> it's two weeks, three weeks. I didn't do it. Oh, he's not dead, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah meanwhile, meanwile the, the amount of time we can spend on Alison's t- poorly little leg. Okay, right. Have we, have we talked about Royal Jimenez yet? I'll start this again. Okay. Um, Brucey Dortmund won, Lazio won, Guerrero and Immobile scored. Adam, I've got some bad news for you. What was it? Okay. i put my sort of hand on my knee and uh, hand on your knee and sort of you can rest your head on my shoulder as I tell you. Erling Haaland. You've had, I've, I've, I've had people write letters to you about putting your hand on my knee. <laughs> Early, this isn't the time for joking. Erling Haaland is out <laughs> to the new year. It's a blow. It is. You it really what? is a blow. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, maybe he'll take the time to read up on conservatism and <laughs> anti-racism, and he'll learn. He'll learn. Uh, let's, send, let's send him some articles, shall we? <laughs> he can do. Uh, also in that yeah. group, Brew three, Zenit nil. So Dortmund on ten, Lazio nine, Brugge th- seven, uh, Zenit one. Uh, group G, G uh, Emma Ferrebras, Neil Barcelona 3, uh, Griezmann, Braithwaite and Dembele. I did like those first two goals, very similar, weren't they? Sort of sliding in low from the left um, for Griezmann yeah, and Braithwaite. Uh, yeah, Griezmann kind of backheeled it in, didn't he? Yeah, he did, didn't he? It that was, was nice. Excellent finish. That must so, have... things, I want, things I want to talk about. Dembele being captain. Mm-hmm. That happened. <laughs> and um, who now plays centre-half? Uh, anyone who's walking by the dressing room. They have to already be in Catalonia because they're not allowed to travel to Catalonia. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we have four captains and none of them played. That's <laughs> so Dembele was the best you could do. <laughs> yes. Um, he did a really good job, though. He played he really did. well. Sure. I'm not just being any of that. It's just I did not expect him to. Uh, of the <laughs> long list of people, if you'd gone to me, name people who might one day wear the who might wear the the um, mm-hmm. captain's armband for Barcelona tomorrow. I'd have been there a long yeah. time. Until you'd, I got have, to... you'd have gone. Jordi Alba, <laughs> probably being the longest-serving player there. Yep. No, no. It's a man who's made of wet pasta. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
maybe this is just the maybe the responsibility of being captain is what he needs. Maybe this is the time to strip Messi of the captaincy and give it to <laughs> Dembele. <laughs> it was like, maybe. I can't I can't get hurt today. I need to stay on the whole game. I'm captain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Needs to be just just there talking, just giving himself a pep talk throughout the game. Going ninety minutes today, Miss. Come on, ninety minutes. Somebody's going to write a book about the psychology of the Barcelona captaincy, and it's going to start with this match, <laughs> the cursed captaincy. Um, Tim Vickery, the South American football correspondent with the BBC, said that Argentina has probably got more um, psychiatrists per capita than anywhere else in the world. So, with that, sticking with sort of Lionel Messi. <laughs> Why did you roll your eyes then? No reason. Have I said something I shouldn't? Have I done wrong? No. No. Is it it instead a slight to Argentina that's not being said out loud? (laughs) (laughs) We should talk about um, Martin Braithwaite, though, because he was great. Yes, you like him, don't you? Yeah. I do like him. He just seems like such a nice guy and he's living his dream and I've got a lot of time for that. So hold on, so he scores scores in three consecutive games, he gets this. Griezmann scores in three consecutive games. Uh, Martin Braithwaite did not cost 100 million euros. It's all all relative. And did you read that Coleman said that he would have sold Messi to like pay for the club's debts? No, that wasn't Coleman. That's the guy uh, standing in as our president at the moment. Sorry. Apparently, I say Coleman. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong from a financial point of view. It makes sense because we did have to take massive pay cuts from the players just to stay in business. So yeah. he's not wrong. And New Jose Mourinho Instagram, oh, by the way, oh, guys. Oh, sorry. Incoming. I'm on it. Hold on. Oh, well, I'll just tell you that, that uh, tra- training tomorrow. But at twelve o'clock. <laughs> in case you were wondering, that's the oh, comment great. on the okay on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, so mm-hmm. two years to the day since Martin Braithwaite was a substitute for Middlesbrough in the Championship. Um, he's scored for Barcelona in the Champions League. So he scored in three consecutive games, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. There you go. And now he's scored more away goals. Uh, and finally in the Champions League it is um, Juventus 3 uh, Dinamo Kiev nil. anyone want to know why this game was uh, particularly special because because Juventus absolutely suck Uh, no it's not because of Ronaldo no it's not because you are terrible people no well it's always that Adam would you like to guess no it was the uh, first time a female referee has refereed a men's Champions League game (gasps) oh yeah Oh, I knew that as well. Stephanie Crapper. I did know that, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, Barcelona on top on 15 points, Juve 12, and then Kiev and Ferret Barras of one each. Right, that is the Champions League. Uh, bits and bobs of news. So, uh, some fans were allowed back into lower uh, league games this week, uh, so sort of Championship League Incorrect. 1 and League teams. What? Not just lower league games. It's all games. So where were the Premier League games that they were allowed into? I wish I had screenshot that. They're allowed into Just... Premier League games that are in not in tier three regions. Yeah, I know, but they were allowed. But there were no Premier League games this week. But, but they are allowed into them. Yes, that's not I'm what I read. Saying, your 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 stats, your facts about where people are allowed is incorrect. No, it's not what I said. <laughs> I said uh... the fans were allowed back into lower league games this week. So the lower league games that happened this week had some fans in. So that's not. I didn't mean you, you mentioned. Be careful about. 
I just think you need to be careful about where the comma is in that sentence. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, hashtag awkward. Because uh... <laughs> I'm going to edit it, so there's a big pause there. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally going to be like fans were allowed back in, lower, fans were allowed back into lower league games. Funniest use of big pause. This week. <laughs> Funniest use of big pause since Joey Tribbiani was reading his script and thought that was the name of a Native American chief. Um, so it was Wickham, Luton, Carlisle, Charlton, uh, Shrewsbury, and Cambridge had some fans back in. Uh, St Mirren and Kilmarnock have both been given three 0 defeats and fined forty thousand pounds for uh, COVID breaches. Um, the beneficiaries of that are Motherwell, who get two wins, and Hamilton Academicals, who get one win. Um, the Premier League and the EFL have agreed a £250 million bailout for lower league clubs. So the Championship is going to get £200 million in loans, uh, which are capped at £8.33 million per club, and are going to be paid back in the next four years. Uh, leagues 1 and 2 are going to get £50 million in grants. Uh, Adam, anything you want to say about this one? That one in particular? No. No. I think that the 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 free nil defeat and the forty thousand pound fine has got to be some um some scary news to Newcastle fans. <laughs> um, I, I I question the judgment of the forty thousand pound fine. Why? Well, rules just, rules. Feels a bit feels a bit harsh and unnecessary in difficult times, right? Okay. <laughs> um, Jesse. Do you remember two weeks ago when you were on this podcast, you said uh, one day we'd do a deep dive on um, South American greetings and how <laughs> they culturally are different to those of Europeans? <laughs> did I say that? You did. Oh, man. <laughs> it made me laugh this week because that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this news. Uh, so Edinson Cavani has deleted a um, an Instagram post where he used the phrase, uh, is it Negrito? Okay, so he used that phrase uh, when talking to uh, or sort of mentioning a, a friend of his in an Instagram post. Uh, he's then deleted it. Um, he said that there was no malicious intent. It was He said he, it was, quote, unquote, uh, intended as an affectionate greeting. Only going to Solskjaer said that maybe players moving to this country should go undergo some diversity training um, to maybe sort of so you don't have these issues. I don't want you to justify uh, anything you don't want to justify, but for people listening, can you explain a little bit about um, that greeting and what it means in South American culture? Um, I don't know if I can, but I will definitely try. Okay. Um, and I'm really glad Emma is here. <laughs> I'm not asking, uh, sorry, I'm not asking you to justify. I'm just asking, because that's, no, no, that, yeah. that's the wrong word. I'm just asking you to clarify what that means. Yeah. So um, I have had so many conversations um, with uh, friends and my own family, including um, my youngest cousin, Martin, who um, has been called in my family um, El Negro or El Negrito his whole life, um, as has my father um, when, he, when he was a kid. Um, and couple years ago I remember saying to uh my cousin Martine and my family like mm, you guys um so my cousin Martine is um his father is uh, who's hearkening oh. back um the Tio Kaka that we had been talking about before but um his father is um uh indigenous Martinez you know I guess so mixed um 
And I said to them, like, we're white peeps, you know, and we should not, we shouldn't say this. And we say it with absolute affection, um, the same way that my family, when I was little, called me Chantita, little pig, um, and calls each other a whole bunch of other kooky, weird things because of, um, like, sort of this custom of, um, I guess, like, Latin American nicknames. Like, everybody has a nickname. You know, my father, when he's when he's talking about his old teammates, um, nobody is just Eduardo. Everybody is El Gordo Eduardo and El Flaco Eduardo. Like, everybody has a nickname. A lot of those nicknames are... Um, based on how you look. So some of them are like, you know, you'll see that Martin Cáceres, who has very long hair, his nickname is Pelado, Baldi. Um, so, okay, fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but um, Diego Pérez, uh, who gets very red in the face, his nickname is Arruso Pérez. Um, not great. So I think... A very big problem is that even if we all think we're doing this out of pure affection, um, part of it is that there's a lot of ingrained, um, implicit racism um, stemming from, you know, our colonialist past. And so that, like, self-perpetuates. Um and we don't we don't take the time to like think about what that does to um, our society and our culture, um, and and you'll see that in the reactions, which is like I asked my cousin what he you know feels about this being his nickname, and his reaction was like, "What's the problem?" <laughs> you know, um, and. And so part of the problem is, you know, we're, we're, we're having these conversations because they're sort of being imposed on us externally every time um, something like this happens. You know, one of our players does this and like um, European con- like culture says to us, um, this is racism. Yes, it's racism. However, we then get defensive and say, fuck you, this is culture. And so we sort of like curl in on ourselves. I think I'm saying a lot of things. Emma, I'm going to need your help. <laughs> I think um, okay. what we need to do is say to ourselves, we need to have this conversation not because um, other people are telling us that it's a problem, we need to acknowledge that it's a problem because of our own past and our own history and our own present and change because it's good for us, because it's better for us, because we need to go forward and acknowledge that, like, yeah, we had slavery, and yes, it's still affecting us, and we want to move forward and be better. Um, so, um, yeah, I think Cavani said it because that's what we say. And, um, you know, he didn't know, but I think that that's a problem that he didn't know. 
Okay, no, that's fine. I'm really glad you've explained that because it's oh, nice to get yeah. sort of another sort of. It's nice to get the sort of background to these things. My only question from all this was: Has he not lived in Europe long enough, maybe, to realise that that's not really the sort of thing that gets said in this continent? And also the fact that he's very close friends with Luis Suarez, and he must be have been aware what happened with Luis Suarez at Liverpool and Patrice Evra, maybe to make him think before he pressed the send button. Um, so I don't know enough about, I don't know anything about French language and French culture. Um, but for a start, English isn't the, isn't the dominant culture in the places that he's lived. Right. So right, why, would, why would he be necessarily be aware of that? I do know about France and, um, let's just say they would be more, um, accepting of saying things like that because uh, the racial inequality in France is pretty huge. Mm. They have a real problem with um, racism like in in their culture. Um, so that would probably be more accepted. And he was playing for PSG and there were a lot of South Americans there at the time so I don't know how much of a factor that really is thinking about it okay but the the, the maybe what happened to Luis Suarez before he must have known about that yeah I think even with Suarez though like he he has said that he came to Liverpool from Ajax he spoke fluent Dutch, he never really acclimated to A, English. Like, he never learned English really well. Um, and he never um, acclimated to English mm. life. I think they're two, um, they're two very different instances, aren't they? They're, they're, as well, right? Yeah, I think I, I would I would go as far as to say they're hardly comparable, but apart from the fact it was the same word, and I don't even think it is the same word, was it? No, there's very different context. It context, right? Yeah. No. I mean, Cavani wasn't talking to a black man. He didn't say it in anger for a start. Yeah. But if you want, we can get some t-shirts made. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fine. I'm just really glad we got sort of an explanation from Jesse. That was all. Not it's, sure. It is difficult, um, like as Spanish speaking people, because it happens here too in Spain. There's, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and it it makes you feel like you are defending uh, racism. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's a really like awkward thing because you have to be like, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> defending this. This is just what. This is just in our culture, and we don't. Yeah. We we know it shouldn't be. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. That's what I should take the spotlight off. You know, Jesse. <laughs> no, I listen. I'm really glad. Like, I um. When you said we were going to talk about it, I was like, okay, but I need Emma. <laughs> like, I need, um, it's very, it's, uh, it's something I think that we, most of us at least sort of want to talk about because we know 
it's like every time it happens there's a sense of like oh shit (laughs) you know like um I, like we can, nothing can happen if we don't talk about it. But also, anytime anybody who doesn't um, either have family in or is, um, you know, Latin, you you don't even know where to start. Mm. <laughs> like you don't know how to how to approach it. No, that's fair enough. Well, we'll stay on the uh, subject of uh, Uruguay because Carlos Queros has lost his job as Colombia boss following their recent loss to Uruguay. I hope you're happy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, Steve Hodge, the recipient of the Diego Maradona Hand of God shirt, uh, has said he won't sell it. It's on display at the National Football Museum and he's not a greedy so-and-so and doesn't want to sell it. Um, Adam, Brexit is happening. He's on mute. A- Adam, you're muted. <laughs> like you're up. <sighs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> you're your gloating was completely unnecessary there, Chris. <laughs> so um, rules have been set out as to how clubs in this country can operate in a post-Brexit world. So clubs will not be able to sign up players uh, freely. Um, EU players wanting to come to the UK will be required to gain uh, sort of quote-unquote governing, uh, governing body description. So it'll be a points-based system where they uh, various different things will be analysed before they come to this country, such as the strength of the league they're coming from, the quality of the selling club, like how far has that club maybe gone into European competition, um, the number of club appearances that player has made uh, before th- before that club can then sell to the English club or the British club, um, and the number of uh, UK clubs can't sign overseas players till those overseas players hit 18. I think the last one's probably not a bad thing. Uh, child, stops any sort of child exploitation. But what do you make of um, these rules, Adam? Good day to be an immigration lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a points-based system with you people. <laughs> you <have> points? <laughs> points and points. <laughs> We've heard they do it in Australia and it's sunny over there, so... <laughs> um, yeah, any opinions on this? Seeing as it'll be affecting me and you more than others, I suppose. Well, I don't know if it will, but... Okay. Why you yawn, Jesse and? Um... <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's quite that's literally a... not going to affect you or me, is it? Uh, no, that's true. And that's what you voted for. Um. <laughs> um. I don't. Uh, I think it will affect. It, it will affect more lower league clubs that won't be able to have. Uh, sort of the cheaper end of the. Um. And be filled with sort of cheaper players coming over here, stealing our English players' jobs. Well, will it encourage mm. will it encourage Premier League teams to buy from low league clubs more? No, no? Um, no, they'll just buy the best European players, and they'll have good they'll have good lawyers and spend lots of money, and everything will be fine. Or there'll be some sort of illegal warehousing of players out in <laughs> Ireland. Just keep them there, like in a bin somewhere. Yeah. I wonder how it's going to work on the reverse side for Barcelona trying to sign players from the Premier League. I mean, yeah, or like because we're not going to like... be able to fund a Liverpool title again if you know it's not easy for us to buy <laughs> your players. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but you didn't buy any of the English ones anyway. No, they're rubbish. Where would we want them? <laughs> hey, we've got Jordan uh, Henderson. Jordan uh, Henderson nominated uh, for Sports Personality of the Year. 
Oh, I forgot about him too. Twenty twenty's been a weird year. An award award so valued, Tyson Fury asked to have to be taken off it. Yeah, exactly. Tyson oh. Fury. Hendo, hendo. Uh, and finally, in news, uh, Beitar Jerusalem, um, who have been looking to sign a <sighs> development agreement with um, a Dubai Sheikh. Uh, it's not gone down well with their famously right-wing supporters. Um, graffiti has appeared on the club stadium saying death to Arabs and Mohammed is dead, uh, allegedly written by uh, La Familia, who are the ultra group. Um, Jesse, you're a bit familiar with these, aren't you? Yeah, raise your hand if you're surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm so shocked to hear that happened. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was a very... I mean, the club have come out and produced a few tweets saying you're sort of only deepening our resolve and I think it's very brave of the club considering what happened when they signed two Muslim players a few years ago and the sort of dressing room got trashed and the owner had to more or less move house you know what they should close and reopen under a new like you know name um, and the new like they should they should close and reopen under a new, like, rainbow. That'd be amazing. Right? That's what they really should do. If they're like brave. All-inclusive. Yep. Like, they should only sign. What, so they don't have a name anymore? They're just the, the rainbow emoji. Yeah, the, the, the team <laughs> formerly known as Beitar Jerusalem, and they should only sign, like, gay Jews and Muslims. Interfaith gay Jews and Muslims. Or... They could just be called the football team, like like uh... yeah, the Washington. <laughs> like Washington. No, yeah. like they should close, reopen as a women's team. Yes, and an an interfaith women's team. Who knows somebody there? I think we should pitch this idea. But like, I'm actually not kidding. Like, if they want to be brave, be fucking brave. I mean, it's most likely you. You're the most likely to know someone there. I don't know why you are. Why do you, why do you say that? Well, you've got you're in Brooklyn, for a oh, start. Okay. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> I've seen I've seen the things about Williamsburg. Yeah, you're going in that direction. Yeah. Full of hipsters. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Williamsburg is the worst. It is the worst. W for worst. <laughs> Right, it's where I learned. It's where I learned about that thing that carries stuff. Didn't know about that thing that carries. Do you mean pigeons? No, it was in like the in like the really ultra orthodox Jewish parts where they have the things that carry. Time I've ever gone there is by accident when I got had to. No, nobody. I can't remember the last. Well, I can't remember the last time I've been anywhere, but no to Williamsburg unless your like train gets derailed on a weekend and you have to walk. I right. used to date someone that lived there. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah, it was a problem. I'd rather date somebody on the Upper West Side. Bits and bobs of news. Uh, seamlessly. Um, okay, so... Oh, done bits and bobs of news. It's leagues. So in Spain, it is... Uh, <laughs> Real Sociedad top on 24 points. A point ahead of Atletico Madrid. Then Villarreal 20. Real Madrid 17. So uh, Atletico Madrid are playing Real Valladolid. Sevilla playing Real Madrid. <laughs> They're playing who? Valladolid. <laughs> <laughs> what? Valladolid. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I also say it wrong, but that's because I zhuzh my else. So. To be fair, that is nothing compared to what I'm going to be coming on to in a minute. So, um, <laughs> Villarreal versus Elche, uh, Alaves versus Real Sociedad. Uh, who are Barcelona playing all the way with the table? Uh, how dare you? Well, we are, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking. Uh, we are playing Cadiz. 
Okay. Uh, in Italy, Milan is up on 23 points. Then on 18 each are Inter and Sassuolo. Then Juventus on 17. So um, it is Roma versus Sassuolo. Sampdoria versus Milan. It's the Turin derby as Juve take on Torino. And Inter versus Bologna. Uh, in Germany... Bayern top 22 points, two ahead of RB. Uh, then it is Bayern, uh, sorry, Bayern have Gusen on 19, Dortmund on 18. So it's first versus second this weekend as Bayern take on RB Leipzig. Frankfurt take on Borussia Dortmund. Schalke play Bayern, uh, Bayern Leverkusen. And it is the Berlin derby as uh, Hertha take on Union. In France, PSG top on 25 points. Then Lille and Lyon both on 23. So it's Metz v Lyon, Montpellier versus PSG and Lille v Monaco. Right. In Chile... It's the Classico Universitario, uh, which is Universidad de Chile versus Universidad Católica. Is that right? <laughs> in Paraguay... I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> in Paraguay, it is the uh, Classico Mas Anejo. That was pretty good. Thank you, yeah. yeah is, is that the older classic? Is that what it means? No, that's viejo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that is Olympia versus uh, Guarani. G-U-A-R-A-N-I. And then in Ecuador, as Sash would say, uh, it's, it's the Clásico de Astillero, which is the shipyard classic. Is that right? That would be no then. Uh, <laughs> as uh, MLS take on, Emma, they take on Barcelona. I bet they're better than us. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the Premier League, uh, first of all, 12.30 Saturday in BT Sport. It is Burnley versus Everton, Adam. Where is he? I decided to leave out of protest. <laughs> what were you protesting? You Chris know what Spanish? I was protesting. <laughs> he doesn't like the fact that I read out differently pictures from around the world. Things that no one cares about. Well, people care, people in Ecuador and Chile care about them, but we're a global podcast. Mm. All, Are we? all the listeners in Ecuador. Tell me about all those Ecuadorian listeners. I bet we've got some. If you could just get one of them to retweet, or to tweet me or to email, then I will allow it. Okay. Uh, Burnley versus Everton, 12.30 Saturday in BT Sport. Uh, in the 12 previous uh, meetings between these, Burnley have won five, Everton won seven. There's been no draws. Uh, and this will be Sean Dyche's 200th Premier League game. Um, Burnley won four out of their last six at home versus Everton. Adam, can anything go wrong? Um, yeah, absolutely. Will it? We've got un- unfoldabilities to find multiple ways to make things go wrong at any one point. And will it go wrong? You're in a very, pretty bad run of form, aren't you, at the minute? All right. No, we I was not going about it, do we? <laughs> that was a question rather than a statement. Didn't sound like it, did it? The smile was just... Yeah. It was an accusation. <laughs> yeah. You, Adam Scott-Allen, are on a terrible <laughs> run of form. <laughs> Never mind your football team. <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> um, we'd have any fullbacks for a start. We'd... You're not going to bleed time about injuries, are you? No, just fullbacks. We okay. just don't have any fullbacks. Why not? Um, because we don't, we didn't sign enough. It's not about injuries. We literally just don't, literally own enough of them. Okay. Because what, and one of the ones we do have, we decide we don't want to play. And I can't even remember his name, which suggests it's probably not a bad thing not to play him. But we tried to play Alex Awobi and Tom Davies as fullbacks last weekend, and um, it had interesting results. Yeah, that went well, didn't it? 
It did, yeah. Well, how do you think this one? About as well to be as to be expected. <laughs> so you're confident with this one? I mean, Burnley are hardly on a run themselves, are they? Yeah, we should beat Burnley, shouldn't we? Let's see how fit fit Seamus Coleman is. Is this your uh, only way of winning? Is it just a Seamus Coleman's fit? It's just we're very much a Seamus Coleman built, Seamus Coleman integrated team. Well, I have noticed that when we do talk about Everton, you, you do talk about Seamus Coleman's well-being quite a lot. When we get to pre, well, who who wouldn't talk about Seamus Coleman quite a lot? The man only cost sixty grand. Yeah, Burnley. Everton fans should mention that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Burnley are in 19th place with just the one win. Potential return day. Sunday. Excellent. Oh, no, it's Thursday today. Oh, he might play at the weekend. Okay. Doesn't look very likely. So, good that there'll be more more Tom Davies is what I say. <laughs> so Give gonna... the people what they want. <laughs> Emma and Jesse, can you help him? I wish I could. Is I it mean, beyond help? <laughs> I've still been trying to work out how I can donate my ankle to Lucas Senior, but it's just oh. not possible. Yeah, they haven't done ankle donations yet, have they? Yeah, just take it. Take it. Make him better. I'm not really doing anything with mine. Um, I mean, Adam, you could sub on. Yes. Very rarely do I say this before, but I'd really like to see more Tom Davies in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, are you going to win, Adam? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Uh, Manchester City versus Fulham, 3 o'clock BT Sport, uh, the Andy Cole derby. Um, City have won their last nine versus Fulham in all competitions with an aggregate score of 27-3. Both won last week. Fulham beat Leicester, though. Yeah, they did. I was just saying. I see Leicester. Mighty and they managed them. to actually score a penalty. They did. Yes. <laughs> Which was such big news. I got. I think I got a push notification saying <laughs> exactly that. Did you see the look of surprise on their faces, by the way? <laughs> I, like, Fulham scored that first goal, and they. I think they actually went, like, it was like when Harry Wink scored that goal and went, it was that. <laughs> like, yeah. did you see what we just did? Did, you, did everybody... Uh, but more accurately, they'd be like, this isn't how this is supposed to go. Who <laughs> wrote this match? Yeah. It was very much, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? We've never been here before. Do it again. Do do? Watch us do it again. Um, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne made his Premier League debut in August 2013. Uh, he has provided 71 assists since then, which is eight more than any other player. But he played just three games over the first two seasons, which made that makes that feat even more impressive. He's quite good at football, isn't he? He is yeah. very good at football. That's my sort of hot take from that. Yeah. Um, and has anyone seen the video, the videos of um, uh, Scott Parker's press ma- uh, post-match press conferences being put over the music to the streets? Yeah. That's great fun. <laughs> uh, I can't see anything other than a City win. Can anybody see anything different? Not unless a huge disaster happens. City are not going to mug themselves, no. They're not. <laughs> hey. Uh, West Ham versus Manchester United, half past five on Sky, the Paul Ince derby. Uh, West Ham have won their last three at home versus Manchester United, and they scored the opening goal in their last five Premier League games. However, Manchester United have won their last eight away in the Premier League, and Bruno Fernandes has scored in the last five of them. Jesse, how does that make you feel for this fixture? How does that make me feel? You. How does it make you feel? Oh, um, you know, surprised, um, contented, other adjectives. 
How does it make uh, you feel towards a prediction for this game? Oh, okay. See, you didn't <laughs> clarify. Um, it makes me feel like, you know, they'll probably win. Who? Except if Ole do another, does another Ole. You think Manchester Ole? United win? I want to say Ole. Ole! Yeah. Uh, Ethan mentioned. Okay, Adam and Emma. No. No what? You don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't think Manchester United win. Oh, you, okay. You're trying to convince me that Manchester United are good away from home, but they're not oh, I don't a good, think good football team. They're, they're not, not very good. Enough. Yeah. I'm... They have won their last they're eight not... away from home. I don't think they're good, and I think Ole or whatever he doesn't deserve me pronouncing his name right makes them considerably Ole. worse Ole. because he gets Ole. in their own way. But I think Bruno Fernandes is very good. Yep. Um, and I think despite themselves, they have good players. West Ham are good Yeah, West Ham are on, on good form. It's a, a David Moyes revenge game. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. Uh, Manchester United are probably only going to have had like 70 hours between kickoffs, which I imagine means that about eight players are probably going to die. Um, just, I think that's, I think that's how Jürgen Klopp explained the last week. On your current form, you'll be able to discover this next year in the championship. All these the games, championship. yeah, all these games in a short space of time. I don't, I don't think you realise how our form isn't that bad. We've got, we still beat Fulham. Okay, very. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Chelsea versus Leeds, eight o'clock on Sky on Saturday night in the Villy Jones derby. Um, Emma, Chelsea mm-hmm. won sixty-eight out of eighty-three games versus promoted teams. Um, that's quite a good um, ratio. Uh, Chelsea are unbeaten in eight, and they've got five clean sheets so far. So for Frank, uh, not being able to get a defence together, they're doing okay. But Leeds have won three out of five away uh, in the Premier League and kept clean sheets in all three of those. Where does your um, water lie in this one? I would like. Leeds to win. Do you think the Leeds will win? Uh, no, I think it'll be a draw, actually. But the change of goalkeeper has helped Chelsea out no yeah. end, hasn't it? It has. Do you think it's going to be scoring? I miss Kepa, though. Oh, yeah, everyone oh, misses him. Kepa. I just, they're not fun anymore. They're, <laughs> like, efficient and good. And that's bad. Um, <laughs> do you think it's going to be a scoring draw? Yeah. Yeah? I hope okay. Giroud scores. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, do you think Drew's going to score? Yes. Yes, excellent. <laughs> if he wants to take his shirt off, he could. If he wants to shave his beard, <laughs> he should. <laughs> he should, you're right. Now, if, yeah. we, if we were to say Alex Morgan, we would like her to take her shirt off when she scores. No, cont- again, did we explain context <laughs> to you enough? <laughs> context. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how context works that'll be on the next one yes not... we have to talk about years of ingrained sexism <laughs> and power dynamics yeah i'm not sure but i'm not sure that's how a, a, a quest for equality doesn't it doesn't work that way though does it yes years of ingrained power dynamics okay. yeah. yeah see we're allowed to do it because we don't we're, get to do it well agreed to, yeah because there was never a diet coke ad in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> the chippendales Hey, that was for men too. That's true. The Chippendales were definitely for men. Well, then, it, then we could make the same argument. <laughs> Just let us have our fun. God damn it! Hey, the best Chippendales are the Rescue Rangers. Um, so, Adam, how do you think this is going to go? Chelsea and Leeds. Um, 
Uh, I think Leeds will win. I think that I still don't think that. I think it's a more solid Chelsea, but st- I still don't think they have fixed their counter-attack issues. And if there's ever a team in the Premier League that is going to absolutely nail you on the counter-attack, it is um, Leeds United managed by Marcelo Bielsa. Okay. Uh, high noon on Sunday uh, on Sky is West Brom versus Crystal Palace. Um, West Brom beat Sheffield United last time out. Palace lost to Newcastle. Uh, since the opening day of the season, Palace have got zero clean sheets. Um, Question, is is high noon actually noon, as in midday? I feel I'm being led into something here. Well, no, no, it's a, ge- it's a genuine <laughs> question. I need to know specifically what time this game is to avoid it. Oh, 12 o'clock lunchtime. Definitely so it is midday? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just so I can make other plans at high noon. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something that else. That feels like it should be one of those games that kicks off at 5.15. No, it's high noon. On a Monday. On, yeah, on a, like, on a Friday. Like, nobody wants that. Maybe you could fight a duel at high noon. That's normally sort of traditional dueling time, isn't it? If they no, you did do it, that... You, if you, have you not learned anything from Hamilton? You do it at dawn. Yes. I haven't watched Hamilton. You do it in, in New, New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> Why do you do it in New Jersey, Chris? Because that's where he lived. Know. Tell him we'll Jesse. get him someday. Everything's seen... legal in New Jersey. Uh, okay, I haven't seen Hamilton yet. I would pay to watch Roy Hodgson and Slavin Bilic duel, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mano a mano, stripped to the waist in the car park. That's that's pay per view money right there. <laughs> Here's how I imagine it. It's a lot of Roy Hodgson sort of fiddling over not being able to get his dueling gun to work, mm-hmm. and. Savin Bullock's getting really frustrated with his and throwing it. <laughs> I, I feel think like I would I want... feel like Bilic would just throw the gun and then just rush him and yeah. punch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I would want like Espiritu Santo Shirt who being like, ripped just... halfway as he's running. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Espiritu Santo who would just like sort of have I feel like a weird kind of weapon. Like he would just take like a You I think he'd come out with like nunchucks or something? Yeah. That's what he I was going to go with Machete, but that wasn't it. It was definitely he would have his own nunchucks that he would have, like, forged himself. If you were dueling against, <laughs> if you were dueling against Jose, uh, you would be shot in the back as you paced away counting to five, wouldn't you? Absolutely. It which, wouldn't be Jose. It would which, be... Which manager would you want fighting a duel for you? How are we maybe fighting jo- it? Maybe, maybe it would be Jose because he would win it. No. No. Jose wouldn't care enough about you. How are we fighting mm. it? Yeah, he wouldn't fight for you. Right. It's a jewel, Chris. What part of a jewel don't you understand? No, with a, with a gun or a I sword or bare fists. Yes, we're dueling with pistols okay. at dawn. What? It's literally called pistols at dawn. Why did you think it was at high noon? <laughs> well, because in the Wild West, they used to duel at high noon, didn't they? This is the the first time I've ever really had you talk about high noon. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm still not. I'm still not completely sure that high noon is definitely midday. Okay. Well, look, West Brom Crystal Palace. No, I want an answer to my Premier League manager that you want fighting okay. for you with pistols okay. at dawn. All right. Uh, yeah, Jose definitely because he'd shoot the other guy in the back he's <laughs> walking away. Yeah, but he wouldn't fight for you. He'd probably yeah. shoot you first. Yeah. yeah that's true. Like... If there's if there's no honour in the man fighting for you, how can you expect that honour to be repaid? Bielsa. He'd shoot you for asking him to do it. Bielsa? Yeah. Bielsa, Bielsa, my problem with Bielsa is he might be really tired from having watched videos of 800 <laughs> jewels. <type of form. laughs> he would do the research. It's... Yeah. yeah. He, would, he would know the weak side to where the other guy shoots from and, you know, 
all these no, things. No, Bielsa, Bielsa of, would that... want your second because he would actually speak to the other guy's second and negotiate over like a good asado and then so, you would not have the duel. So Jesse's looking for the one with the best assistant manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be, in Bielsa, <clears throat> you'd be like, you know what, it's not going to happen. We talked it over. We got super duper drunk together and it's like, it's all off the table. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm going to say that I'm going to say that Carlo looks like an assassin and his Italian heritage may mean he might have some questionable connections. Mm, this is true. Uh, many, yeah. many, many, many years ago, uh, two Frenchmen were about to have a duel and the way they had their duel was that them and their seconds went up in a hot air balloon each and they just shot at each other until they shot the other air balloon out the sky and both the losing duelist and his second plummeted to the ground and died. And these like blood both be dead they use blunderbusses right. i've got to, there's two issues with that yeah. well but my main issue is i think if you shot a hot air balloon i don't think it would plummet <laughs> i think i think that i think there'll be enough time for you to draw aim and shoot at their hot air balloon as well mm-hmm. yeah you're both you're all dead four of you are dead yeah <laughs> Fair enough. Totally. it's a stupid idea imagine that. trust the french to come up with that one <laughs> Okay, quarter past two on Sky. Sheffield United versus Leicester in the Jeff Horsfield derby. Um, Leicester lost their last two. Sheffield United, of course, are on a woeful run of form. Um, they are the first team to get to one point from the first ten games. Um, that's sort of officially the worst start for the Premier League ever. Uh, and Jamie, Selfish of them, isn't it? Yeah, Jamie Vardy's got seven away goals this season uh, in the Premier League. That's the most. Um, I don't think Leicester have got positive... Well, they were losing when I was watching them earlier on tonight, so they're not on a great run at the moment. Leicester, when they lost that game to Bournemouth last season, at the end, they lost 4-1, didn't they, when they were going for the Champions League place. And and Leicester, the new Spursy. Oh, you take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Has Chris Wilder recovered from Jurgen Klopp calling him selfish yet? Ah, he's probably still covering himself in aloe vera from that burn. Yeah, it was really sick. (laughs) Um... I just don't know what Leicester's going to turn up. Leicester are an incredibly good squad, uh, but you just don't know how they're going to go each week. Were they away from home today? Yes. No. Yes. Yes, no. Yes, no. Did you you know or did you you watch it and got it wrong? Um, No, it's literally in front of me and I um, just assumed I knew, (laughs) then read and went, you had a 50-50 assumption and you got it wrong, Adam. How far did they travel? Uh, Uh... Far. I can't even tell you what country that team's in, and I can, I've can i got the name of it in front of me. Is it just a selection of letters? It is just a selection of letters. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm going to... Oh, Luhansk. Ukraine. 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 Okay, that's pretty far. I can actually watch that game. I should have known that. Uh, I'm going to go with a draw on this one. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, it's out of character for Sheffield United, so I'm not going to go that far. No. Jesse? Uh... Sure, a very boring draw. Okay. Uh, Spurs versus Arsenal, half past four on Sky, the William Gallas derby. Uh, Spurs at home versus Arsenal, their last six, they've won four and drawn two. Jose Mourinho, Jesse, has never lost at home versus Arsenal. And Harry Kane has got ten goals versus Arsenal. That's the joint most of all time. Come on, chest out, shoulders back and say it. Isn't Harry Kane an injury doubt? There's nah. every every reason for us to win, except for one, and his name is Jose Mourinho. 
and his just incredible. Well, the man who's got eaten on the top of the table wouldn't have thought it was his. <laughs> Did you see that last game where he was like, "Oh, you know what? Let's start. Like, let's attack for five minutes, and then in the last park game, the parkiest fucking bus you <laughs> ever did see." I'm Jesse Loach. Just, Nothing can the, go right the, now. The game, the game, the. The game where the draw took you to the top of the table. It doesn't feel like it was a bad result. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a, not a bad result if you didn't watch us frantically <laughs> defend for 84 minutes. Defended but really well, though, didn't you? Did we, though? No, for real, though. I mean, did we? Uh, or was yeah. it luck? No, no. The only real chance of merit, I thought, that... Um, Chelsea had was when Werner scored, but that was offside. Was there uh, any reason to defend that long? Was there any reason not to actually press and try to get a shot? We had yeah, one shot about on winning. goal, and it was in the first seven minutes of that match. But if Mourinho goes to win titles, a draw away at Chelsea is not a is a fantastic result. Yeah, that's fair. I just I think yes, but also is that psychologically damaging to this no because it was a draw that took them top of the <laughs> if a draw that takes you to the top of the table it's is psychologically draw. damaging to your team mm-hmm. your team has got bigger problems than... <laughs> fine fine jesse fine. come the end of the season his instagram game is so good his instagram yeah. game yes and they've not what they've lost again today and it's cost them because they are going to be training at 12 at, p.m well, at high noon <laughs> high noon high noon yeah jesse if the end of the season comes along in your Premier League champions, you're not going to look back on this draw with Chelsea and go, oh God, that was such a negative thing. You're going to be happy especially as anything. If, especially if it's by being one point ahead of Chelsea. <laughs> That's yeah. true. No, I'm going to look at the season and be like, God damn it, we still have to keep winning. Worth <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, we better win and we better not hurt Hector Bellerin, the most beautiful boy on the planet. All right. Adam and Emma? I'm intrigued about Harry Kane's fitness. Uh, he didn't play today, but hope maybe that was just to rest him. He's most, he, chance, I think he's likely to play. There's a good chance that Arsenal are just gonna let do all the work for Spurs anyway. Rope it up because that's what they do. Yeah, they've been atrocious. Uh, uh, that is what they do, but it isn't what they do in these sort of this game. I, I, I can see this game being really boring and. Lots of Arsenal fans making the same complaint that Jesse just made about their manager <laughs> and his defensive tactics. But the Arsenaling is so strong with them this year. <laughs> so Look, Arsenal are going to be dire in this game. They're going to set out to de- de- to try and defend a lot. And I actually think that if Tottenham are able to, if Harry Kane's fit and able to play and can be effective then that will be too much for them because the the creativity they've shown up, up front this season has just been far too good. So If um, Arsenal set out to defend in this game, they're going to get destroyed because they can't do that. Okay, right. But apart from the times that they do, yeah, I get what you're saying, I completely agree, but they seem to have this... They seem to have... You think it's just going to be the, one of those, uh, like few games where Arteta just seems to get it like right like the well, no, I, I think that Arteta has seems to have created some sort of like inverse Arsenal where they uh, <laughs> they can't score goals and they're really qu- 
quite solid defensively most of the time. Um, they're going to beat all the big and, teams but lose to all of the rubbish teams. And they're better against the big teams than they are against the worst teams. Against the rubbish teams, yeah. But I don't think it's enough for them to win those games. I do think that they generally are still quite bad for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Spurs will have too much for them today um, on su- Sunday. I think... Um, It'll be interesting to see how the 2,000 fans in the stadium make a difference. Uh, Is okay. that an unfair advantage? No, because come another week, there'll be fans at the, at the Arsenal ground. Not that you can tell at the Arsenal ground whenever there's fans in, but... Ooh! Yeah, burn! Where's that more insults from? <laughs> 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 right, I'm going to move on because it's uh, Liverpool versus Wolves quarter past seven on Amazon Prime, uh, and that is Prime ironing. Literally, and that game could not be any later. He has had as much rest as they could give him. <laughs> well, it could be. It could be Monday. So is he fucking happy now? <laughs> uh, well, I'm happy because that is uh, Prime ironing time in the Etchingham household. Um, so I'll be watching that. So, so you'll be watching Marseille. <laughs> now I'll be watching this instead uh, Liverpool have won their last seven versus Wolves um, uh, aggregate score of 15-2 to two. if Diogo Jota scores he will be the fourth player uh, to score in his first five Premier League home games since um, Alan Shearer and Les Ferdinand for Newcastle and Jermaine Defoe for Portsmouth uh, Jesse how do you reckon this one's going to go Sorry, I just got a message from a kid I was tutoring, so I don't know what game you're talking about, but I probably agree with all of you. Oh, I haven't heard of that first one. Um, Because what did you call them before? A little team that could? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, They'll probably win. Do you feel confident enough to say it? If you didn't, I'm not. <laughs> Gee, why not? Because <laughs> the only time, actually, the only time I did, they beat Everton in the um, in the derby. I think that was mm-hmm. a Jordan Pickford jumping up and down on the crossbar game. Um, Adam, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think a well-rested Liverpool will absolutely dismantle Wolves. <laughs> Emma, uh, yeah, I think Liverpool will probably win. But will Wolves wear tribute T-shirts? For Raul Humanoid and his fractured skull. They're having a banner made. Ah. I saw about it on Twitter. They've got banner money. Uh, well, they're ra- they were raising it with a GoFundMe, so they don't have. Oh. What's this for a flag? No, uh, uh, a plane, a banner for a plane. No, to go over one of the stands. Ah, uh, okay. Can they not um, just send him that? Oh, I forgot. You guys. He doesn't need money for his. <laughs> Healthcare. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, And finally, because there's no Newcastle game this weekend because of uh, coronavirus, uh, Brighton are playing Southampton at 8 o'clock on Sky. Brighton could go four games unbeaten. Um, Southampton last week lost 3-2 to Manchester United after being 2-1 up. uh, And Brighton got that 1-1 draw against Liverpool with the last-minute penalty. Yes, they did. Which they richly deserved. Yes, they did. Which is why you should always stay on the Brighton train. Mm -hmm. Give this one to Brighton. Okay. Emma and Adam? I really like Southampton, though, so this one's difficult. (laughs) Southampton will win this game. I think they probably will do as well. I think Southampton probably will too. Okay, right. That brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Any other business from anybody? No, 
Christopher. Excellent. Okay. Uh, we are Man of the Post, part of the uh, Man of the Post network. So um, Simon and Ali and Dave will be back on uh, probably sort of Monday or to review the games that we've been previewing. You're laughing at me. Why? Because I literally told you last week about how when you say Simon and Ali and Dave, it makes you sound like a four-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> it gives that extra and gives a bit of thinking time because I always forget who's on. Um, then write it down on one of the eight pieces of paper you've got. <laughs> uh, okay, so some of the podcasts out this week, we've had a championship manager uh, or champ man on the post podcast out this week as well. So um, Dave and Ross were talking to some people. I can't remember who they were talking to. Uh, somebody with the surname Lorne, I think it was. I can't remember his name. Um, it's all right. You only tweeted it out. <laughs> I did. Uh, I've tweeted a lot of times since then. Um, but yeah, that was very good. I have listened to that and it's a very good listen. Um, oh. We are part of the At Man of the Post network, as I say. So you can follow us at Man of the Post on Instagram and Twitter. You can give us a like on Facebook as well. You can subscribe on uh, iTunes. You can follow on Spotify or... Um, Stitch it or Acast, and all your podcasts will fall automatically into your inbox. Uh, Jesse, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Um, they go to at Jesse Loesch. Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Adam, say 101. And if they want to follow you, how do they do that? No, they follow you, Chris. How do no. they do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow at CHGM77. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much. Thank you. You're welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post. 